Are you ready to break the silence and embrace the transformative journey of perimenopause? Well, you're in the right place. We are Natalie and Lisa, your hosts, and this is the podcast that's rewriting the script on perimenopause. Join us in embracing the strength within, awakening dormant power, and closing the knowledge gap. We're here to inspire great health and ensure every woman is seen and heard. Get ready for expert insights, relatable stories, and a community that gets it. Unleash your perimenopause power. It's time to own your story. Well, hello, listeners. Here we are for another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. We've got our first guest off the rank for 2024. How exciting. This is very exciting and it's nice to be back, Nat. It absolutely is. And uh, let me introduce you to our guest today, Yasmin Darwish. She's a former corporate success turned kinesiologist and emotional freedom technique, EFT practitioner and mindset coach, working with clients in person and online. Yasmin has worked with hundreds of women to help them gain clarity and confidence to assist with taking their business, life and career to the next level and creating a life you truly love and adore. Yasmin blends energy healing with EFT, kinesiology and mindset techniques, moving them forward so they can reach their ultimate goals. Your own unique path to success will become clear, one that flows and aligns with you. Yasmin is also the co-founder of Holistic One Wellness Studio in South Melbourne and also runs her own successful kinesiology business and continues to feel passionate about helping women feel empowered and inspired, allowing them to achieve their overall goals. Welcome, Yasmin, to the podcast. Thank you, Lisa and Matt. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, it's a thrill to have you. And I will just share, and let me just put a little disclaimer around this in a non-stalking way. When we were introduced to uh, your sister, Shireen, and yourself from a mutual contact, I sort of had a bit of a pinch myself moment because I will say that I have followed your work for many, many years and have um, always admired what you um, have done in working one-on-one with women, but also in the corporate space as well. And so, yeah, I feel very privileged to be having this conversation, I must say. No, that's great. Thank you so much. And I love, yeah, being able to meet wonderful followers and in wonderful people in my community that I may have not come across. So it's really nice to be able to share that. So just to kick off our conversation, we'd love to hear from you about your kinesiology and EFT work and how you got into this profession. Yeah, absolutely. So um, started. it's been about, yeah, nine years ago now I've been sort of running my business. Um, and it was it was one of those things where I was in a crossroad in my life. I, you know, travelled a lot as um, when I was younger with my family and I had this urge to, you know, had this urge to travel a lot and I was working in the corporate world um, and I had this bug and then I decided that I wanted to keep travelling. So I went to and moved. Um, so when I started my corporate career, I wanted to sort of have a lifestyle change. So I went and lived in Dubai for three years and I was a flight attendant for Emirates, um, which was amazing. And then when I came home um, from Emirates, I sort of came back to, I was, you know, 30, which in hindsight now seems so young, but at the time I felt like I was having a bit of a midlife 30 crisis. I came home and I moved back with my parents and I went back to the old job that I had. And I felt like I hadn't really achieved much at that age and no partner. And and so, um, you know, just kind of feeling so lost and stuck, even though I had amazing friends and family, I just felt really lost. Um, and it wasn't until... I then started getting really severe anxiety. Um, I could, Waking up in the morning was really difficult, like really like, sounds horrible, but dry reaching from the feeling of not feeling so unsettled. 
Um, and I just didn't know, I was at a crossroads. What do I do? How do I get myself out of this? I need some help, but I really wasn't sure how or where to go to. Um, and then I started talking to a girlfriend who just mentioned kinesiology. She said she'd seen someone in Caulfield. And I was like, oh, okay. Didn't know anything about it, but I was so desperate. I was like, I'm willing to do anything. Where do I go? Give me the details. Um, and like many people, they don't necessarily know what it is, but when you're at a point in your life where you need something, you'll try anything. And I was at that point. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I did some research and I wanted to find a kinesiologist in the city because I lived, I bought an apartment to validate having some kind of something in my life. Um, so I lived in, in Docklands. So I wanted to make sure I had someone that was close by and that I could go to regularly. So I found a kinesiologist in the CBD and hand on my heart, she changed my life. Um, and I'll talk a bit more about how kinesiology works and so forth. But what the power of that for me was I hated my job so much. I didn't know how to move forward. And she was able to guide me and give me the reasons why I felt the way I did and then give me tools and techniques to help move through that and then feel empowered to quit my job, feel empowered to get my dream job, understand where my self-worth or lack of self-worth was coming from because there was a lot of that as well to then finding my now husband, my partner, you know, a month later. And when I was seeing her, I was like, how does she know how I'm feeling? How does she understand the emotions and all of the um, belief systems that I'm holding onto that are stopping me from moving forward? And so I was so, um, you know, I was so, I just couldn't believe how powerful it was. And then I continued in my recruitment career, but again, I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't my long-term goal, but I just didn't know what, what that looked like. So I ended up finishing that role in my last recruitment role, going into another recruitment role, thinking I can't do this anymore. And then I had the aha moment. And that was to be able to help women or people who felt like me, stuck, anxious, not sure how to move forward in life, who felt like they know that there's more, but they just don't know what step to take. And so I did my research and the stars really, truly aligned to finding the course and, you know, making sure that everything was yeah, it just felt so right and I found my purpose and then I studied full-time, I studied, sorry, on weekends. So I've done six years of kinesiology study and then an EFT um, practitioner course and all while I was working full-time. And then my last recruitment role was at Toll, which is a transport logistics company. And, um, yeah, it just, I sort of started three days, four days a week. I asked them to go three days. They said no. I said, okay, this is my sign. It's time to start your own business and get out there. And then the rest is history. So here we are today. Wow. And you know what, as you're talking through that, there's a lot of women um, and men who might be listening to this podcast that would be having very similar feelings to what you've described, um, you know, in their own story, in their own way. And I love that you've been able to get to a point where you've been able to move on and had the courage, because it does take courage, right, to to make those changes, especially if you've got in entrenched beliefs with how you've been raised or what your family background is and things like that. So just making those decisions to do something different, it's, it is, it requires courage. So I love that um, you've been able to get to the other side of where you need to be. Absolutely. And just on that, I found it really challenging with my family who always were like, you need a stable job and you need to have a certain mm -hmm. income and trying to educate them about where I'm at and what this does and how it makes me feel and was quite a challenge until they saw how passionate I was, until they saw me doing live recordings, until they saw me really, in, you know, embed, in, embody what I was talking about. They're now so on board and they love it. So sometimes we just need to educate our family or educate the people around us why we're actually doing this. So that's a really good point. 
So true. And what I love, Yasmin, that you've shared is again, and we've all, I think all the people that we've interviewed on the podcast have really had their own personal experience in whatever shape or form. And then they've gone to want to create change, whether that's advocacy or whether that's through their own business or introducing things into their workplace. But we really do have an experience and then we just want to create change for other people. And I really resonate with your story. And I just also want to highlight too, um, not to put a, a, a Debbie down on our conversation, but there's definitely I've been seeing a lot of flavour around, I don't know, sort of like uh, greenwashing menopause and, and the options and the choices that are out there. There's there's been a bit of focus around that. You've probably seen it too, Lise, that every every man and their dog is now introducing another uh, support service for women in menopause and for women to be careful around what they um take up or use and you know just hearing you speak there Yasmin it just it just reiterates that we need options and yes there might be some fads out there which are you know going down that path in terms of not being truthful around what they do but again Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be taken away from the wonderful services and practitioners and work that women actually have access to and that's why we bring Um, experts such as yourself onto the podcast because um, you know the same thing doesn't work for every single person and you know when you can tap into other options it really it's really such a great support and I think what you highlight is that you know you went and saw a kinesiologist and she just opened your world and it was through that that you then were able to make changes and and move forward and and find that sense of purpose and do what you've always wanted to do so um yeah I just love that you're doing what you're doing and obviously we'll get into what um kinesiology and EFT is but I just want to highlight that that particularly for our listeners really keep a curious and open mind around what is possible and the options and the choice because We've never had it before, and um, yeah, just I, I just want to squash that that mentality around. It, it's just one one size fits all, and that's the way that we should be going for every single person. Absolutely, and you know what? That's a really good leading to the question that I've got here. Nat is, um, you know, Yasmin, what would you love women to know about kinesiology and EFT? You know, it's we've all got choices, as as Nat just beautifully alluded to. So, what are the <laughs> things that you you know you would love women to know? I think the key with kinesiology and EFT and those type of natural therapies or modalities is awareness. And I think women feel like it's about having an open mind and open heart and going, let me try something that's different. Let me try something that maybe hasn't worked in the past, you know. So so with kinesiology, what we use is we use muscle testing to tap into the body's subconscious. Now, we use our subconscious mind 90% of the time and our conscious thoughts 10%. Our 10% is our day-to-day logic thinking you know, we need that to just sort of, you know, get through our days and run like we would normal days. And then we have our subconscious, which is our belief systems, our values, our core beliefs that we get from childhood as we grow up as teens, trauma, stress, and so forth. So the key, um, I think, for kinesiology is by using the muscle test, we actually tap into the body subconscious to get the answers from within. Our body is so innate. Our body knows everything that's going on for us. So when we tap into our true inner essence and our core, our body can respond and that's where the muscle test has so much power. So by understanding that and like I said, the um, subconscious is like a human computer. It remembers everything that happens in our life. So when we're younger and we go through certain periods of our life where we may have, you know, not had a father figure or, you know, we've had a, a, a difficult childhood or 
We've had someone tell us we're not going to be good enough. We can then carry that into our adulthood life and that can stay with us, which then hinders women from feeling like they're worthy or feeling like they're good enough. So kinesiology really taps into that by using the muscle test, which is a biofeedback, which gives a message to the brain. And then by me using the muscle test on your body, I'm not sort of guessing what's going on for you. I'm actually getting to what your body is requiring, what your body's storing, what emotions, what mental, um, what there might be some, you know, um, belief systems that you're holding on to. So it's not, we're not, we're not, it's not a Band-Aid effect with kinesiology. It's a getting to the core of exactly what's happening for you and where these belief systems or these um, emotions or the stress or the trauma is being held in your body. And I do it, um, so we work holistically, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. So we work on the body holistically because we are all energy. Everything around us, and now you are energy, I am energy, things around us energy. You know when you walk into a room and you go, oh, the energy was really great or, God, that energy was really horrible. Or you're with a friend and all of a sudden you're, she's, someone's feeling really flat and they just feel really heavy and they're going through a really challenging time. We can carry that energy because we're empathetic and sympathetic to their circumstances. We want to help, but we don't know how. So we really need to understand and tap into the body subconscious to bring awareness. Now, my biggest thing is awareness is key. When you are aware of something, you can make a change. When you're not aware of something, then how do you change? And also what's really important to remember is that we as women tend to, um, you know, we, we may feel like the emotions, we may feel like it's just, you know, part of everyday life. But when we don't deal with our feelings, emotions and everything else we're going through, we suppress. And then when we suppress, we then eventually lead to breaking point. So I also am a big believer in my in my business is when you do the inner work, the outside falls into place. And I, I handle my heart believe that. When we believe in our self-worth, when we believe in our ability to create change, do the inner work and then the external stuff just tends to fall into place. And EFT is just an additional tool that I use with kinesiology. So EFT is about tapping the meridian endpoints, which are energy pathways in our body. And what they do is when we tap on certain um, meridian endpoints, we're letting the brain know that even though, so it's counterintuitive, we're saying a negative statement, but what it's telling the brain is, even though I feel this way, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. What that's doing is letting the amygdala know, okay, I'm okay with this. It's acknowledging the fact that we feel this way, reduces our cortisol level, and then we're able to work through it and process, and then we can move forward. So by using these small different techniques to help gain clarity and gain awareness and process and actually acknowledge how we feel allows us to be able to feel empowered to move forward without kind of just pushing it all down to the bottom and thinking that we're going to be okay and then, like I said, leading to breaking point. So awesome. I have to say, you're just giving me all the chills and the thrills listening to you because uh, I know I'm reminded why I was drawn to your work many, many years ago because, yeah, you're so spot on. And um, obviously I've spoken a bit about this um, as well around the feelings and our beliefs and all those things that really do start to show up, particularly you know, perimenopause and menopause as well. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of beliefs. There's a lot of conditioning as well and suppression of, of thoughts and feelings. And I think, yeah, what you provide and, and the opportunity for women, I think, is just um, astounding, isn't it, Lise? It, it is. And I feel like when you were talking that through, I think there's a lot of women or people listening to the podcast that will really 
um, go, yeah, that's that's me, and may not even realise. So kinesiology, I feel like, is a little bit of an unknown as well yeah, yeah. compared mm. to some other other you oh, know yes. like health services. So, you know, I'm hoping that this this gives uh, provides other options for people to think about because everything you describe is, you know, I've I've felt that I feel that. Um, yep. So just to know that there's another way of being able to address that, I reckon that's really powerful and, again, gives you another choice. And that's what our podcast is about, is about giving those choices and the stories in which to um, help people move forward with whatever it is they're feeling at this phase of life. Absolutely. And I feel like that was kind of my purpose as well is when I started doing corporate workshops and so for my own workshops was getting this message out to as many people as possible. And I wanted to help the whole world when I first started, but then I learned very quickly to just trust that people will come to me when they're ready. And they have, you do need to be ready to be able to be open to what can come because things can surface that may be challenging or maybe a little bit of an unknown. And you've got to grow and learn to sort of open up to be able to take those steps to move forward. But it was just educating um, the community about how powerful it is. And it might sound woo-woo or it might sound a bit maybe not your cup of tea, but until you try it, you know, you just don't know what, like what it can do for you. And that was a real, like I said, purpose for me was to get out my message to as many people as possible, even the corporates who may feel like it's, you know, a little bit, but it helps with burnout. It helps with stress. It helps with so many different elements. It's just education. And I think that's key. So that's a, a really important element for me. It truly is. I mean, look, I even talk about, yoga and meditation and mindfulness and sometimes that's always um received back to me with a bit of woo-woo but but it's not and I think you're right that it's it's that inner work and that's tapping into our our mind our heart and our gut and and letting that inner knowing and inner senses really guide us and support us and I think if there's one thing I would love our listeners to take from the conversation today is that as you're coming through perimenopause and menopause and even on the other side of it, it's not about fixing what you are going through. I mean, I know that there's things that you can do to support your symptoms and support the way you're feeling. And obviously, um, hands down, kinesiology and EFT is another um, fabulous um, practice too. But it's about guiding yourself through the process and through the journey. And of course, there's elements that are troublesome and difficult, but how do you bring a sense of presence so that you are actually leaning into what you are experiencing and you're not suppressing what you're experiencing mm. either, letting it come through, letting it flow through you as, as you move through it. And I know for myself, I've definitely over the last few months and even just over the summer period, a range of different changes that are that are subtle, but I'm I'm feeling them and I know that they're there. And like for me, I guess I'm very fortunate because I've got that education that Lisa and I have been doing so much over the last few years, but I haven't had that sense of, oh, let's push against this. Oh my God, this is too scary. I don't want to deal with this, but rather allow myself to just simply be with it. And I think one of the the best belief patterns that we probably need to start squashing is that menopause is something to fix. My yeah. symptoms is something to fix. Would you agree, Lise? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that all through our life we have different things that come up, not just in perimenopause and menopause. And we seem to um, we seem to get around or get about to working them out or working through them or getting help for them. But for some reason we come into perimenopause and beyond, and women seem to have a different 
view of how they're going to help themselves through this period. And look, it coincides with a very, very busy part of our lives, right? You know, young kids, older kids, they're still kids and older children that we still need to navigate and deal with and, and support and all that kind of thing. Our work life is, you know, it's it's probably starting to take some you know, some traction happening in it again. So we're still doing that. We may have older parents. So everything's colliding. And what we tend to do, I think, is put things to a side where it comes to us, the individual woman, and go, I'll deal with that later. But for some reason, we, we just don't get around to it. So I think that in actually understanding that there's messages, there's signals, there's we talk about the whispers that are happening at this time, this phase of women's life that women aren't listening to until they get really, really loud. And I feel like that those whispers are what you're also alluding to, Yasmin, in relation to listening to our body. Our body's really clever and it knows what's good for us, but we just put it aside because we're busy. We've got things to do. So I think it's really important to be aware that we still need to look after ourselves no matter what phase, but especially this phase of life. And Alisa, yeah, I um, 100% agree with that because and another big part of my, um, I guess, practice is looking after yourself is not selfish, it's necessary. Oh. When you are the best version of yourself, you thrive and the people around you thrive. Your energy, like I said, comes back to the energy that we put out there, the energy that we bring. Mm. When we're tired and we're burnt out and we've got so much going on and we, you're right, um, as women we can put ourselves last, but... When we are feeling our best, our family feels it, our kids feel it, our colleagues feel it. You know, we're um we're and then when they feel it, you feel like you've got a sense of it's just a different type of level of energy. And so we are the most important person to look after ourselves so that we can make, you know, look after everybody else in a way that feels empowered. And, you know, as a as a mum with very young kids, I often have to remind myself that Self-care is really important. We probably don't do it enough at the moment. But, and I know when I'm tired, I can get really narky at the girls or, you know, because it's just we're all human beings as well. But when we do look after ourselves and we put ourselves first, it is a nece- it's really ne- necessary because everyone else feels that and everyone else will come along with us the way that we're carrying everything else. So that's a really important point to make sure that we are acknowledging all of our thoughts and feelings so that we can really thrive in all areas of our life. Yes, I mean, I have two hashtags in my life. Happy mum, happy son. So I'm a mum of two boys. Yes. Yep, and happy that. wife, happy life. <laughs> and that's so true. It is so true, really. Honestly, if we do feel great about ourselves and we've got everything in check, and of course we're human beings, so there are going to be moments where we feel burnt out and tired. And, but I think they're really two good hashtags to um to you know stick to so love it (laughs) beautifully said and it's just a a perfect reminder around yeah the importance of taking care of ourselves so we are in uh, 2024 and february if you can believe it and of course what we see is lots of new year's resolutions and goal setting and and of course it's a great time to reset and maybe set some intentions. We absolutely poo-poo New Year's resolutions here and in our work and on our podcast. But, you know, there's an opportunity here that we can look at our energy and maybe look at, you know, what is it that perhaps we're carrying over from the year before to that might not be supportive or not be, might not be supporting um, or serving us into the new year. So how or what suggestions have you got around how we could support our energy for a thriving year ahead? 
so yeah, you're right. New Year's resolutions can be a little bit, you know, they're they're not as intentional as if you set an intent for what it is that you desire and what's what's really important for you. So I think it's really important to sit down and think about what does the year first of all reflect on the year that you had. You know, what what went right, what didn't go right, how did you feel, what made you feel good, what didn't make you feel good, really reflecting on all the things that perhaps weren't serving you and what you don't want to take into the new year. You know, maybe you were a people pleaser, maybe you couldn't set boundaries, maybe you you no longer wanted to, um, you know, do things that didn't give you the feel empowered and so forth. So it's really about reflection, reflecting on the 2023, what what how you felt and what didn't work for you? What do you not want to then take into 2024? And I think I love the start of the year because it gives you an opportunity to set some strong foundations and intentions for what it is you truly desire. Do you want to go through another year feeling the same way as what you did last year? And it's all about attaching the feeling. It's like when you do a vision board. You're not just going to put a vision board of everything that you want. What's important is to attach the feeling as to why you want that opportunity to exercise more, feel more healthy, you know, go on that holiday, etc. So I am big on intention setting. I think that's really important. When you have an intention, it's like a roadmap. It gives you guidance. It gives you putting you're putting it out there to the universe. You're giving the universe signs and signals as to which way you want your life to go. And the universe doesn't like wishy-washy. It likes very clear direction. So Again, how do you want to feel? I want to feel empowered. I want to feel self-worth. I want to feel like I can set boundaries. I want to feel like I want to work into the year finding a new career path. I want to be able to, you know, manage um, how I'm feeling. I don't want to f- be the way I was. I don't want to commit to, you know, putting myself last. So by getting really clear on your intentions, and that's by writing them down, you know, setting small little increments of long intent like you know long-term intentions and then breaking it down into small little chunks so they feel doable you know when you feel like you can tick off things slowly then you feel like a sense of achievement but when we have these huge big intentions or huge goals that feel so far away then we get disheartened and we feel like we're not not closer to them and one of the other big things is is work do the inner work like don't spend another year feeling like you have it all figured out because clearly it may have not worked for you in the past. Get the support. Understand why you can't move forward in a certain area of your life. Understand why you can't, you know, um, feel a real struggle in changing your career or understanding how you're feeling emotionally or is there a lack of – and I talk about self-worth a lot because it comes up in almost every one of my clients, that feeling worthy, feeling valued. When you have true inner self, um, it's not necessarily self-confidence. Someone can be super confident but have a lack of self-worth. Um, I think when you are aware of that and you're able to understand that, then, like I said, everything else falls into place. So the big thing I think is uh, is acknowledging the feeling of how you want to feel in 2024. How did you feel in 2023? What didn't work for you? And then what do you want to achieve in 2024 on a physical, mental, emotional level? Um, but intention setting is a really great way. Like, and I always use this analogy with the genie and, and, um, it's like the genie is like the universe, whatever you ask for, he's always going to say, you wish is my command. So if you're asking for, you know, feeling like you're not feeling good enough, or you feel like you're not, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to get that career. I'm not going to be able to get that agenda. I'm not going to feel any better. I'm not going to get through this challenging time. The universe or the genie is going to say, you wish is my command. Language is a really, really big thing too. 
Our brain doesn't differentiate between good or bad, fact or fiction, or healthy or unhealthy. It only believes what we feed it. So be mindful of the words that you're saying to yourself. Be mindful of the language that you're talking to. How would you talk to yourself? How would you, if you were talking to yourself the way you talk to yourself, would you talk to your family members, your kids? So sometimes it's just mindset and it's all about how can I just make some small changes to have a empowering and a 2024 that makes you feel embodied and feel you know really confident in your ability to create the life that you get to choose because you are the only person that can create happiness, joy, love and all of the things. You are the only person that can do that. No one else can do that for you. And when you truly feel that inner love for yourself, like I said, everything else falls into place. So, so good. I love it. <laughs> mm, it's beautiful. It's it's re- it's a great reminder. And unfortunately, we need reminding of these things sometimes, don't we? Yeah, that, yeah um, we, do. we do. Because we get into a rut and we sort of get into some, mm, you know, not so great habits or, you know, the priorities go down the gurgler, our intentions go down the gurgler or something like that. And so we really need to have that constant reminder in relation to, you know, keeping on track with it as well. I think an accountability partner can also be really helpful. Like, you know, you, you, you two are great. You've got this beautiful partnership where you can both share your intentions and what you both want out of 2024 and then you both can check in and saying, how are you going with that? What support do you need? And you could go, oh, I had a really not a great week. I feel like things aren't working my way. And then, you know, Nat can come along and go, but, okay, let's work through it. How are you feeling? What can I support you with and vice versa? Yeah. When you have someone to support you through that, that's also going to keep you accountable and then it's going to allow you to get closer to your vision and your goals and everything that you choose or that you desire and how you want to feel. So, Yasmin, we're getting to the end of the podcast. I could keep chatting for ages, actually. I love everything that you've shared with us. But this podcast is all about power and finding, nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through life phases in perimenopause and beyond. We'd love to know from you or your experience how you've come into your own power. Uh, honestly, it's doing the inner work. I, I could not live without kinesiology or understanding where what's going on for me on a deeper level. I think I have created the life that I have, have with family, with my career and so forth because I look after my mental and emotional well-being. That's hand on my heart. And I just feel like that's the, that is key. For me, it's not exercise. And I know, like, you know, I'd love to move my body more. Um, but my priority and what works for me personally is mental and emotional well-being, mm-hmm. working through the emotions, working through the, the tough times, working through the challenges. And I've had them because I've got a studio, I've got a work, you know, a business, I've got two young kids, I've got another one on the way, and there's so much going on in my life. If mm-hmm. I don't look after my emotional and mental well-being and my whole holistic way of living, I will crash and burn and then I'm not going to be good to anybody. So that oh. is probably the key the key to managing your own um yeah, life in terms of just looking at things holistically and, and, and acknowledging and processing and allowing you to feel. It's okay to feel all the feels, sad, happy, defeated, all of the stuff. But as long as you process and you can work through it, it will really help. Beautifully said, Yasmin, and I teach a bit around emotional intelligence too and I feel like that is one of the most underutilised skills that our society does not have and you know, knowing and learning about emotions should really be in the school curriculum. I would love to see that yeah. amongst a, a range of other things. But, you know, you're so right that when we can connect with what we're feeling and understanding why we're feeling it, not labeling it as good or bad, but just seeing it for what it is and then recognizing it and saying, okay, well, 
this is where I'm at and I'm going to be with it and or I'm going to do this to help me move through it. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's really important. And, and everything starts in the brain, right? That it really is Absolutely. our command centre and, and we know that perimenopause and menopause starts in the brain and when you can connect and, and see what you're feeling, see your thoughts, understand internally the changes that you're going through, it really does um, do so much. So what an awesome conversation, I have to say. And as Lee said, we could chat to you forever. No, but... could, yeah, same. I could be here all day, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so where could our listeners connect with you and learn more about your wonderful work? So, yeah, uh, my um, Instagram website and um, so my Instagram is, yeah, sorry, Yasmin underscore Darwish underscore kinesiology. And then we have the Holistic One Studio, which is also on Instagram, all of the social media platforms, obviously I've got a website and so forth, but always accessible and always willing to help and always willing to support. I think um, that's what we're here for and yeah, always happy to do that. Yeah, amazing. We can feel your passion and feel your desire to serve and support other women and other individuals as well. So thank you so much, Yasmin, for your time. Um, I'm sure our listeners have taken an absolute bucket load from your wisdom and your passion, and we will uh, pop all of those links into the show notes as well. So thank you so So much. Thank you you for having me and thank you for also educating because, like I said, perimenopausal and menopause for me was a very whole new experience. And I was just talking to some girlfriends about it, not before I'd felt fallen pregnant and I was like didn't even like I was so uneducated about it and now that I feel it's so important um so thank you for also doing what you do in educating women and men because I think they also need a lot of education on it um and really getting the message out there so I think yeah it's great to have all of these opportunities for people to learn and grow so thank you so much for having me um it's been great talking to you both thanks for tuning in to perimenopause power if you found today's episode empowering don't forget to hit that subscribe button Your journey through perimenopause just got a whole lot brighter. And of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So leave us a review. Your feedback helps us empower even more women on this transformative journey. Until next time, keep embracing your perimenopause power.